Stand by. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to Friday. Shabbat Shalom. And thank God it's Friday. We are here January 12th, 2024. Brand new year. We're excited to be here with Rose Bentoncourt, minister from Miracle Valley, Arizona. Praise the Lord. Sister Rose, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, and how about you? Hey, praise God. I'm glad we made it to the weekend. It's been a long week. And um, feeling good. Praise Jesus. Do you want to open us in prayer tonight? Yes, I was just thinking of that uh, as I was praying before this meeting tonight. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that you care about your people. And, Father, tonight there are people saying, Lord, I need a word from heaven. I need a word from you. I need to get out of the place that I'm in into a much higher place, a better place of dominion. And, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you've heard their prayers. And, Father, for those who are broken, for those who feel like they've lost their way, Lord, for those who have habits and addictions that they're trying to shake, but they love you, God. Father, tonight is a night they're going to hear from you. So, Father, I thank you for it, and I give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I say amen to that. Amen. We have the uh, next 55 minutes together, and uh, the microphone is yours. Amen. Okay, so as I was praying this week, um, I was getting this scripture, a couple of them. It says, And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. That's in Joel 2.25, and also in Jeremiah 30, verse 17. For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal thee of thy spiritual, physical, and emotional wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast. They called you, they bamboozled you, they called you names that you weren't. They told you that you were never going to do anything great. They called you an outcast. And this is Zion, whom no man is looking for. You have no name. They, they, they have called you names. They have assumed that you were certain things. And God is saying tonight, I want to restore to you. So tonight, I'm going to talk about three things. Hidden, delayed, or stuck. And if you find yourself in any of those places... God is about to give you a word that is going to transform your whole life and the atmosphere in which you dwell. Amen. Okay, so let's start with hidden. Jesus, when he was an infant born in Jerusalem, there was a, a, a Herod was in, was in charge at the time. And he was feeling threatened by this Jesus. And so what did he do? He he decided he was going to destroy all the the newborns. And Jesus was one of them. So 
but the but the power of God overshadowed the situation and God spoke to Joseph his his father on earth he spoke to him in a dream and he told them I want you to depart from Bethlehem and go to Egypt Egypt was a place where they worshiped other gods it was a place of spiritual bondage but God chose to 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 hide Jesus in Egypt why for his protection of his physical body and his calling that would save all of mankind of their sins so God sent him over there he said leave Bethlehem and go to Egypt and so uh, a hidden place is a place where God will overshadow you with his protection it's a place where you feel isolated it's a place where God will prepare you for the next place that he has and it carries the presence of God now Joseph in the Old Testament he was one of 12 brothers he was the youngest and his father favored and loved him more than all his other brothers and he began to have dreams about his future that he didn't understand but the dreams indicated to his family that eventually they would bow down to him someday so his brothers were angry they were bitter against him and so when they were in the field one day they decided they would sell him off to the Egyptians so here he was he had a family he had a father he had a whole situation and suddenly his own family betrayed him they bamboozled him and he ends up in Egypt a place of bondage a place where they serve other gods so God just he had this calling in his life and God decided because of this call he can't stay in a place where it's familiar where people don't know who I really am calling him to be so he displaced him from where he was to Egypt where he could prepare him amen so he was sold off to Egypt and the Bible says that your enemies will be that of your own household even today they can be your traitors they can be the ones that uh, that call you the outcast so um, they're the people that will get you focused on their drama their battles the battles that weary you of striving for your God-given path because of these people who don't even know who you really are and keep you confined to the past life you lived with them um, in Genesis uh, 39 19 um, when we, we talk about being hidden in a strange place God will sometimes take you from your present place geographically and move you to a strange place where people are godless people are broken a place you're not familiar with to prepare you for a higher dominion so being hidden is it's it's not a curse it's a blessing because God is preparing you for something great um, now Joseph when he got sold off to Egypt 
he proved himself to the Pharaoh, to Potiphar, to the, to the jail guards. He proved himself that he was faithful with whatever they gave him to do. And he worked hard, and they made him supervisor of the jail. The Potiphar allowed him to take care of all of his household affairs. What you will find out in the hidden place is that your work, you'll work like all depends on you, but you will pray like all depends on God. Let me repeat that. You will work like all depends on you, but you will pray like all depends on him. In this place, God will shake up your environment. This is a strange place. Um, so, in this place, it doesn't mean people won't visually see you, but you will be seen of no reputation. And then there was Moses. Um, Moses was born in a time where where the where the now that the Pharaoh was let's just say he put out a decree to destroy all all the uh, young children, young boys again and so uh, Moses' mother uh, she it said she saw that he was a goodly or a godly child and she knew the decree was out there so she made a basket and she put Moses in a basket and she put him on the river. And so the Pharaoh's daughter found him and he became her son. She had compassion on him. Here he was again with his family. And where did he end up again? In Egypt, in a place of bondage, in a, in a godless place. And so it says she called his name Moses because I drew him out of the water. And it, it amazes me the connection that Moses had with water as an infant to escape and, and be protected. Also, when it came to, it, it was also later uh, escape and protection on a pathway through the, through the Red Sea. So, uh, also, uh, in, in, when we talk about being hidden in Habakkuk, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, it says the vision is yet for an appointed time that it will not tarry, but to wait for it because it will surely come to pass. Now, sometimes the events around us may contradict everything that God is telling you about your future. But the Bible says to not be weary in well-doing, because in due season, if you faint not, you will reap. So now we've talked about being hidden and why God hides us. He protects us. He shields us from uh, certain things, but he also protects our calling. And he begins to prepare us for the future. The second thing we're going to talk about tonight is delayed. Sometimes we get delayed in our process getting to our, 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 our future assignment through choices that we made, bad choices, disobedience. Sometimes it's because we're unprepared or we're under demonic influence 
and the dark powers of darkness are contending against you. The patterns and cycles, the demonic patterns and cycles that run for you, through your family tree, and sometimes it's just you being the cause. Or judging incorrectly, you're trying to find your way. When you're in a delayed process, God begins to reveal your heart. He's like, are you in this for me or for you? This is a time of testing to sanctify and purify you. But God will give you enough peace to let you know you're in the right place. It's a place of fire. God is working on you. He's refining you. He's perfecting you. And you will find often that the people that said they love you will begin to resist you. The supporters that supported you will stop supporting you. Uh, you You will learn to rely on God's support and approval, not man's. This is critical. You don't need man's confirmation and approval. You just need one word from God to change anything in a second. And in this place of delay, God will often strip you of everything. Paul says it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God will strip you of your flesh because he he will, in the end, get the glory for your testimony. And he will not allow you to credit it to anyone or anything else, not even yourself. Um, He'll keep refining and perfecting and fortifying your walk with him until you become tough. Until you become tough. This is not a place of dormancy. It's it's a play it's an opportune place of strategy that's going to move you forward. Do you understand that this is a place where God is refining you to propel you forward. And uh, as long as your purpose will sabotage the plans of God or hurt other people, he'll keep hiding you and he'll keep you in delay until he can work on you. He'll keep breaking those cycles and those patterns in your life. This is not a bad place to be. You're on delay because God is perfecting you. He's cleaning up some stuff. Now, David was 17 years old when he was out in the field, and uh, Samuel came to anoint him as the new king. But there was a delayed process from the time that he was this boy to the time he sat on the throne. He had no he had no proximity to the throne. He still had to face the lions and the bears. He had to face Goliath. He had to serve under King Saul. And eventually he had to run from King Saul, who was chasing him down to, to destroy him. Um, a. A. Allen which is, we're in Miracle Valley here, uh, as you know, A.A. Uh, a. Allen is associated with the miracles here at Miracle Valley from, from way back when. Um, God uh, was dealing with him. Uh, he, he had um, gone to a meeting of Oral Roberts, and he witnessed signs and miracles, things he never saw before. And he was amazed He walked away from that meeting and he said, God, if he can do it, then why can't I? So he went to God with a prayer. Why can't I? What do I need to do to see miracles and and deliverance for your people? 
what's necessary? So he told his wife, Lexi, he said, Lexi, he said, I'm going in the closet and I want you to lock the door and don't let me out until I hear from God. Sometimes he said he would hear, he would smell the delicious food in the other room and he, he would feel drawn out of the closet and he would, but he would go back into the closet. This went on for days and one day the spirit of God overshadowed him with his presence and he, he began to speak to him the things that were required. He said, I didn't even have a piece of paper. He found an old box in the closet, and he had a broken pencil in his pocket, and he began to write down what he calls 13 things. And from the time that he wrote those things down to the time that the the miracles began to manifest in his meetings was a delayed process of 10 years. It took him 10 years. Now you can go online and you can find those 13 things, just pop in 13 things, A.A. Allen. It will open up to you and you can read those 13 things. Now Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, according to Genesis 12.1, was promised that he his he, he would mult, God would multiply his descendants as many as the stars in the sky but they were getting older and and Sarah was barren she wasn't having any children so they decided to fix it by themselves <coughs> excuse me and they decided that uh, Abraham should sleep with Hagar the handmaiden And they would have a child that way. Well, anyway, we all know that they ended up with an Ishmael. And so they tried to do this in their flesh. They tried to to make this come to pass in their flesh. And eventually, as time went on, they got older and older. (coughs) Excuse me. And God spoke to them. And said, you're going to have a baby now. Gosh, we're in our 90s. We are old. So when the angel of the Lord told them that, it said Sarah laughed. She's like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding. I'm past the change of life. How could this be possible? But as we know, God stuck with his promises. But there was a delayed process from the time that they tried to do it themselves in their own strength to the time that they had the baby, which was Isaac, the child of promise. So again, uh, we don't want to be delayed, but most of us learn through our mistakes a delayed process. That We go through a delayed process. And so the third thing I want to talk about is being stuck. I spoke on this a few weeks back, uh, getting out of Stuckville. Well, stuck means you've been there for a while and your dream is not progressing. And sometimes it appears that it falls backwards. Okay, so stuck means you're bound by an identity that isn't yours. You're bound by a place you're not supposed to be. You're bound by voices and people who don't know who you really are. 
But see, God says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. You're stuck. You can't afford not to call on God in this time. Uh, you might be stuck in a relationship. Uh, you, you know, you might have wasted time managing external things, a job, a sickness, an issue. You might be complaining. Um, you, you might feel like you're dry and there's no progress going on in your life. Um, what invites demons more is a form of progress, but no progress. Are you hearing me today? Demonic influence will often show up when there's a form of progress. A lot of talk, no action. It's a dry place. It's a place of barrenness. And the Bible says that demons often look for dry places to dwell. So we don't want to waste any more time. Managing what's external when God wants us to manage what's internal, our hearts, our attitudes, our actions. God wants to change patterns and cycles in our lives. Now, Israel, Israel was in Egypt. They were being beat by the Egyptians. They were slaves. They were slaves to that whole empire. And God raised up Moses to he left Egypt originally and then he came back years later when he was 80 years old and some of us say I'm too old I'm too sick I I, I can't remember things anymore um, I'm too poor uh, how can I do anything for God Moses was 80 years old when he was ready for God to call him to go to Egypt and bring the Israelites out of Egypt from the land of bondage into a land flowing with milk and honey. So Israel got stuck in the wilderness. It would have taken them just 11 days to go from where they were to the promised land. But they got stuck because they were complaining. And sometimes when God is, is in the process of taking us from A to B, we start complaining and we get stuck there. We just get stuck there. And the Israel got stuck in the wilderness from complaining even after God had brought food from heaven and gave them quails and gave them water. And began they began to complain about Moses, the man who was chosen. Look, this man, his eyes were not dim. His, his strength was not abated. He, he had the strength of a 40-year-old man. So he was the perfect example. Guys, just follow me. Look at me. I'm an old man. Look, look, I got strength. Look, we can do this thing. But they weren't looking at the good stuff. They were complaining, and God got wearied of their complaining, and most of them got swallowed up in the wilderness because the process got delayed, and the ones that made it through were the people of faith. There was, there was uh, Joshua, Caleb, and all the sons and the daughters of those who got swallowed up. God brought them into the new place because God was weary. He, he doesn't want you to complain. Amen. Now, there's also a situation where David, uh, let's go back to David. Uh, David 
is is a young boy. You know, he well, I guess he was seventeen again, or maybe just a little bit older. He and Saul was the king at the time, and he had a son, Jonathan, and Jonathan loved David, and it says in First Samuel eighteen three. Um, then Jonathan and David made a covenant. Because he loved him as his own soul. A covenant is this. I love you. You love me. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. I will protect you. You will protect me. I will keep you safe. And you will keep me safe. And they made a covenant with each other. Till death do them part. Like we do with marriage. And then what happened was... uh, Saul was jealous of David, began to chase him down to destroy him. And in the process of all of this, David's little kingdom and Saul's kingdom went went head on with each other. And David was prevailing. Okay. And Jonathan and Saul were killed in the process. So there was a handmaiden that was taking care of Jonathan's son, he had a son at the time. His name was Mephibosheth. She, she, in the process of the, in the middle of this war, she thought, I better get this kid out of here to a safe place. So she took him, she was taking him to a place called Lodibar, but she dropped him in the process and he became lame. And he went to Lodibar where he stayed for year after year after year. Lodibar was a deserted place. It, it, it was isolated. It, it, it means no pasture, no word, or no communication. And he stayed there. And he was. And then David eventually became king, and he began to remember the house of Saul, according to Second Samuel uh, chapter nine. He said, "Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him?" And there was a servant called Ziba, and she said unto the king, Yep, Jonathan has a son, which is lame on his feet, and and he's in Lodabar. And David said unto, okay, so then they went to, he says, go get him, bring him here. So they went to get him and brought him before the king, and, and David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And will restore thee all the land of your Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Restoration time is coming, people. God is about to restore to you. He was in Lodabar. He was crippled. You might feel boxed in. You might feel sick. You might feel um, something in your body is just ravaging you, just taking over. And you feel helpless and hopeless. As long as you have a heartbeat, there is a possibility. Amen. Praise God is about to restore something to you. Sickness cannot overshadow you. Poverty cannot overshadow you. Um, What the people, the voices around you cannot overshadow you. The power of God is about to overshadow you. I am prophesying tonight because God is about to expand some people and give them new direction. Amen.
but so much as for a covenant that Jonathan and David had. Okay, um, Jesus has a covenant with us. Amen. Um, God said, "I will complete what I start in you." Uh, I'm I'm about to shut the mouths of your haters and the people who are your traitors. I'm about to reveal this testimony to them. So Jesus died on the cross and made a covenant with us in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life and live with him forever in, in heaven. In John 6.37, all those the Father gives me, Jesus said, will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. That's his covenant promise to us. His covenant is so much greater than any covenant with any man or any woman. Amen? We want to be able to say like Paul, I have completed my course. I have finished my race and my assignment that God has given me. I have altered the atmosphere around me that I have left a legacy of souls behind me coming into the kingdom. I have changed lives. I have saved souls. I have raised the dead. I have cast out the demons that were afflicting people with cycles and patterns. And we will talk about deliverance at some time in the future. So tonight I want to talk about those patterns and those cycles. We want to talk about how can we get out of these these modes of being hidden, delayed, or stuck. Amen. So most people attend they attend their grave running from destructive patterns through addictions, divorce, maybe working too much, they blaming others. And denying one's own contribution to the destructive patterns, uh, to the to the patterns that are stopping your progress. When we deny, when we deny or cover the sins, we are placing a double burden on our kids and the next generation to try and fix what we didn't, and then we live with brokenness of what we didn't acknowledge. Pride is not a good reason. That's a very bad reason to stop the progress uh, by not acknowledging what you've done. Amen? This is very important. You want to be free. The Bible says the truth will, will make you free. Tonight is your night of freedom. Tonight you are getting some tools to help you walk out of this and move into a new dominion that God has called you to, a miraculous place, a holy place, a place, a divine place where it's not just the words that you speak, but it's power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost on planet Earth as a takeover. As the Bible says to occupy till I come, you're going to occupy this place. You're going to take territory. You're going to take lives back for the kingdom of God. Amen. So I'm going to just say this now. Uh, I'm going to give you some steps. You should write these things down. You should write these things down. They're very, very important. Number one, admit the cycle. There is a cycle because there is one. Number two, recognizing family patterns. 
Look at your family. Take a sheet of paper out and start marking down things that you see that are patterns, um, you know, habits, addictions, whatever they are. Number three, admitting one's own contribution to the cycle. You have to admit what you contributed to keep the cycle going. This is about to get broken, people. We've, we've got to just admit it so we can quit it. Amen? Number five, forgiving the family tree and oneself for the contribution to the patterns. Number six, then deliverance comes by setting the course for freedom that unfortunately most Christians do not do this. Do you know that there are dark influences and familiar spirits that run through family trees and we just don't know why we're not progressing. We don't know why we're in so much bondage, why we can't seem to go forward, uh, why we feel apathetic most of the time and we don't desire to pray. Those those, those are demons. Let me tell you, those are demons that are attacking you for your assignment because they want you to go to the grave and not be a threat to their kingdom. Amen? So... The Bible says, uh, and then we're going to talk about, I want to talk about intimacy with God. Someone said it this way, intimacy, into me you see. Into me you see. God sees something in you. Your your heart is open up. Look into me. You give him permission You go into a place with him where you're just laid bare. You've got nothing to hide. You can admit all these things and go to him and he's not going to beat you up. He's going to give you guidance and he's going to give you direction into your new dominion. He's going to give you a pathway out of this bondage. He's going to give you more grace, grace that we don't deserve. Amen. And he's, and again, number eight, that was seven, faith. He wants you to watch your words of faith because life and death is in the power of the tongue. While you're going through this process, don't be like the people in Egypt, the Israelites, complaining. Don't complain. Go to God and and just pour out your heart in that secret place and let him look into your heart and say, Father, just be a light to me. Just light my path. It's um, thy word. Thy word. I just need a word. Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God wants to light your way tonight. It is not too late. Don't just sit there on the couch and, and wait for a cloud to come down from heaven. He's giving you a word tonight. He's showing you there's a way out of this. He's, he's showing you the steps that you have to, to embrace to get to the next place. Amen. So, so now you've made decisions. You've made bad decisions. Maybe you can't stop smoking or drinking or having sex, but you love God. There there are demonic influences. There are things you need to be free from. And and these are are your starting steps right here. Amen? You've made some decisions. But tonight, Jesus is provoking a new decision in you. What is the new decision, Jesus? What is it? 
What is the new decision? Uh, let's shut. Let's shut the door from the past. Let's shut off. Okay, sometimes you're going to have to. Maybe you're not moving geographically from one place to another place, but in your area, God might move you away from some people. Hello, some job situation, some some bad situation. He might he might say. I don't want you near those people. They're a bad influence on you. If you know more in the spirit than your crowd knows, you need to find some new divine connections. So God, new decision, new people, new divine connections. Amen. Because you're not a loner. You need to be accountable. And the only way you can be accountable is to be with people who can take you to a higher place, who can mentor you into a higher place. Amen. So God said, I will restore health to you. I will heal you of your wounds. That's a promise. But you have to do your part. Amen. Jesus took all these things that you're struggling with. He took them to the cross. He shed his blood. There's no more to be done for the power of sin. It's already been relinquished at the cross. It's... God had already disarmed the sin bomb. All you have to do is come into a place and be real with yourself. Uh, otherwise, you will keep wondering, gee, why is not why are not things going forward the way they should be going forward? Well, it's time. This is time for you to, to assess your situation, to identify patterns and things that are hindering you, to allow God to strip you of everything around you so the only person that you trust is God. One of the biggest things that most of these men and women of God we talked about here, they had they had to get rid of the fear of men. God, it says Jesus was rejected, but he did not open his mouth. He was bamboozled in every way you can think of. And when he went back to his hometown with the disciples to do some works there, his, his old hometown folk showed up, his family showed up, and they were uh, watching what he was doing. He went away for a while. He comes back. What, what is he doing? What do you mean praying for sick people? What Casting out. What are you doing, Jesus? Uh, we played marbles in the street. We know who you are. They, have, they were familiar with Jesus as a child and growing up. But they didn't know who he was. They didn't know. So God had to remove him from there and take him where he could operate and, and function in his calling and his assignment. And it may, the place may not look like what you thought. It may be a totally strange place, a strange land, a strange city, a strange church. But God has a plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not evil. Plans to give you a hope and a great future. Greatness is the call discipline to do these things that 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 is the the strategy that is the strategy 
But not a lot of Christians want to do this. They'd rather sit on the lazy boy and watch a good movie. What you put into this is what you're going to get out of it. If you're, if you love God, it says He first loved us. You can't really love Him unless you allow Him to love you first. Some of us, many of us, have no idea what love is. We've messed up a lot of relationships. We messed up marriages. We've messed, we've messed up jobs and, and church situations because we don't know how to deal with people. We've got, we, we're, we're around toxic people. We, keep, we seem to keep drawing these toxic people. Why? Because we have areas and patterns and cycles that need to go. And Jesus wants more than ever to love you out of this. You know, the Bible says, it says that perfect love cast out all fear. Amen. It, you know, because fear has torment. The fear of men, the fear of stuff, the fear of your atmosphere, the things of this realm, when God, it will cause so much fear in you. And God says, seek the things that are above. It says, we're seated in heavenly places. You are already there. You already have authority over this stuff. But, but let's put it this way. Uh, you can quote scripture year after year after year. You can declare things year after year after year. Gee, why isn't it coming to pass? Because this is the bottom line. If you don't have intimacy and have the power of God operating in your life, none of that's coming to pass because it's just words without power, without revelation. If you try to do a ministry in your own strength and without the power of God, it will fail. It will fail. It will stagnate. You have to go in there with the power of God. And that's what's missing in the body of Christ. Many of us are dying and going into the grave and taking all our dreams and assignments to the grave. Many are called, but few are chosen. Do you know what many means? Many means the invited. Many are invited, but few choose to take the chosen path because it says wide is the gate, but narrow is the way. And few, few there be that enter therein. Let's get out of that number. Let's increase that number. Of the chosen, to walk the chosen path. Not the path you chose, but the path he chose for you. The assignment he chose for you and not be displaced in a place you don't belong. And 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 not be have an identity that is not yours. Amen? God wants to take you to a higher place. It's time for the body of Christ to come out of the place of darkness and embrace the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Have a relationship. It's not a religion. Most Christians struggle with moving forward because they don't have a loving relationship with Christ. They, they they don't know how to, and you know a lot of churches, they don't teach you how to get in a secret place with God, how to embrace his presence. 
because they haven't been there themselves or the or the or it's limited it's limited whoever mentors you whoever's over you that's as far as you're going and you know what the bible says that that the holy spirit can teach you all things we have people that can teach us things thank god for media after the covid 70% of the church did not return to church they didn't return to church so what are we going to do now? Are we just going to sit back and wait for a cloud to come down from the sky and do it all for us? No. He says, you go into all the world. Get creative. Use the media. There's people getting saved and healed and delivered all over through the media. There is no distance with God. There's no distance with the anointing. If you're anointed and you speak words of life and you pray prayers for people and you declare things by the power of God, people will get set free and they will get delivered and they will grow new legs and have new hearts and and have new eyeballs. People need miracles. They need what you have. So like Jesus said to the disciples on on the raging river, let us go to the other side doesn't matter what's happening in the storm because you know what's on the other side people on the shore waiting for a miracle waiting for you to manifest as a son of god waiting for you to give them their freedom waiting for you to give them a truth that will make them free that is you there is such a presence of god here that is you it is not too late god will restore to you your health he will restore the years the enemy has ripped you off the years you've been bamboozled and betrayed it is time and with that said i just want to say that god loves you and thank you for listening and uh that's my uh word for tonight amen amen powerful word for tonight yes we are live with minister rose bettencourt sister rose what would you like to title this for the archive tonight Hidden, delayed, or stuck. Excellent. Hidden, delayed, or stuck. Fantastic message. We're going to close in prayer in just a minute, but before we do, Sister Rose, I want you to tell people about your ministry, how they can make contact with you, and anything else you'd like to mention. Yes, um, if you would like to uh, support us in any way, we are in the process of... um, rebuilding a, a a church we're calling it um uh what are we calling it <laughs> miracle valley worship center and god has laid it on our heart that he gave us an open space to begin that so we're working on that we're in process now and um we have seen miracles we're believing for a lot more and we want you to support believe god with us uh, if you would like to contact us, uh, you can reach us uh, by uh, Facebook. Um, is Miracle Valley Today on Facebook. We have a whole page there. Or you can reach us through email, miraclevalleytoday at yahoo.com. And, um, yeah, just uh, you can also uh, reach us at uh, 520-224-8520. And we appreciate anything that God lays on your heart to do for us. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Folks, uh, it's been an honor to bring to you Sister Rose Bentoncourt. And uh, Sister Rose, your audio is excellent tonight. We got everything uh, dialed in there. I want you to look at your schedule. Let's get you another broadcast. Let me know if you got anything later this month. And with that, uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Would you like to close us in prayer? Okay, thank you. Um, Father God, I just thank you in Jesus' name for the people that are listening. I just feel tonight as I was preaching that there are people out there that have heard this word tonight and they needed to hear what was spoken. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will give them divine strategy to help them out of the places that they're in. And Father, in Jesus' name, touch the lives of everyone here who needs healing, who needs a deliverance, who needs a word from you tonight, even a private word. Father, touch them right now. Heal their bodies. I command sickness to go. I command depression to go. I command oppression to go. I command poverty to go. In Jesus' name, I command the voices that are speaking against the power and the anointing in your life to cease now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for uh, Brother Shannon. Father, that you will increase and expand what he is doing for a bigger audience of people who need Jesus. Father, who need you and who need a word from you. And Father, I thank you and I praise you for that anointing that dwells in his life right now, that you use him for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer. God bless you, Sister Rose. I'll send you a copy of the program. Oh, one more thing. Do you have an email that you want to give out? Uh, I thought, did I give it out? It was miraclevalleytoday at yahoo.com. Perfect. That's it. Do you also have any social media sites like YouTube or Facebook that you want to give out? Are you on any of those platforms? Yeah, the Facebook is a Miracle Valley Today. Miracle Valley Today. And I'm not sure about the um, the webpage. It was MiracleValleyToday.org. Usually uh, my husband takes care of that. But, okay. Um, but the other two for sure. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on today. God bless you. We'll see you again soon. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Rose. Praise the Lord, folks. That was a powerful message. And we are going to set up for our next program. Coming up in about five minutes, we're going to have Doug Perry followed by Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Hold on. There we go. And if you're here for the first time, I want to welcome you. God richly bless you if you're tuning in for the first time. And all of our regular folk, welcome back to you. And with that, let's find a song here. Here we go. Uh, Let's see. There we go. Thought I had it.